mountains. Move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible to you. When they came together in Galilee, he said to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and on the third day he will be raised to life. And the disciples were filled with grief. Thank you. Okay, the title today, Faith That Moves Mountains. We're not talking about a tiny faith. We're not talking about a token amount of faith. We're talking about a faith in God this morning that leads us to overcome anything, anything we face, any problem. A faith that trusts in Jesus over every situation. And the reality is, is that each of us faces mountains. You see here a picture, a road heading up to a mountain. And that would be a mighty climb uh, if we were thinking about trying to climb the mountain. But we're talking here not so much about physical mountains that we're about to climb in life, but about significant challenges that we're facing. Something that is too big for us, too big even for our family or our friends. We're talking about a challenge that is before us, that is beyond us. So as we come this morning, I want to ask you, what mountains are you facing? What is before you or what are you about to face? What is in your journey that you're about to face? We've already spoken about people having health problems. Maybe there's a a health situation, a challenge to face there. Maybe there's something in the area of finances or, or, or provision, having enough in a situation. Maybe there's a mountain you're facing, a situation or a difficult relationship. Or maybe it's what you have to do. Maybe it's a work task, a study task. Maybe there's a pile of debt before you that's piling up. What mountain are you facing? And that question, what will you do? How will you overcome this mountain? Because we see a side in this passage today of what didn't happen when the disciples failed. Without a doubt, as we look at this passage, we see the disciples mucking up. They failed big time. And I tell you what, I can relate to that. I can relate to what the disciples did in this passage because there have been times when I've failed. I wonder if you can relate. Where you have failed, you've tripped up, you've, you've fallen over and deep down you've realised you've fallen over or tripped up because you haven't trusted God in that situation. Your faith hasn't seen you through. And the disciples, what was before them? They had someone, a boy before them, a boy who was very sick. He needed healing. It was clear that he needed help. There was no doubt that the rightful thing was for him to be healed. But in verse 16, the boy's dad says, I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. The the need was evidence 
And yet the disciples failed big time in this situation. The failing, of course, was that no healing took place. If you've been reading through Matthew, you would be aware that Jesus had actually sent his disciples out. He sent them out to announce the good news, to announce the goodness of God's kingdom. And they were to heal, to cast out demons. They were to do the work that they were sent out. But in this situation, they had no success. They failed. They fell over. They weren't able to undertake what Jesus had told them. And we see these strong words when Jesus hears what has taken place. He refers to them and he he says in verse 17, you unbelieving and perverse generation. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus was able to see the disciples unbelief and he calls them unbelieving and he looks at the whole generation because here are the closest to Jesus and they're getting it wrong. It's a really bad picture of what that means for all of Israel. The people of God that were supposed to be trusted in their God, they weren't. And so he looks around and he says, not only are they my disciples, but this whole generation doesn't believe. Where is the faith? And so you can see a struggle in Jesus. How long do I have to put up with this? This lack of belief. And we see exactly why they couldn't heal, why they failed in verse 19. And then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? And he replied, because you have so little faith. That was the problem, their lack of faith. They did not believe somehow that God could do it. They saw the situation. They saw the height of the mountain before them. And they had doubts. The opposite of faith, of course, is doubts. They didn't trust God in this situation. They didn't trust Jesus who had sent them out. And so they were overcome with what was before them. Their faith left them. Doubts reigned. And the result, of course, is that nothing took place for this boy in need. And so we see here that Jesus is correcting them, correcting the disciples in what really matters. And it's a word for us today to be corrected in what really matters. Our faith in God. That's what truly matters. And when we think through our lives, there are situations when we show a lack of faith. Sometimes it's when we charge full steam ahead into a situation in our own strength. I can do this. I've got this covered. And yet God is not central to what are taking place. And we fall over because we were charging ahead in our own strength. Other times we start taking steps forward and we get overwhelmed by the situation. Fear starts to to grip us. We believe that the problem is too big. But of course... We need to remember that no problem is too big for God. Sometimes our lack of faith shows up when we just follow everyone else and we just do what they are doing. We do what the people around us who have no faith are doing and so we show a lack of faith by our actions. The reality is is that each of us 
There are so many situations when we can easily walk down this path that has no faith. And yet, in contrast to this passage, we look to Jesus. We look to one who had perfect faith. We look to the one who was able to look beyond this situation and trust God in heaven, his Father. That is the remarkable thing about this passage. In contrast to the disciples, we cast our eyes on Jesus and we see perfect faith being lived out. Faith that can move mountains and does. Because in the face of the disciples' failure, all of a sudden a beautiful thing takes place. In verse 18, Jesus says, bring the boy here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed at that moment. What a contrast. We see here Jesus' faith, faith that knows God's power. Faith that Jesus is able to do anything. And so at this word of Jesus, that's all he does, he speaks. And at his word, the miracle takes place. The demon that has been affecting this boy in such a serious way is cast out in that very moment. And so Jesus is lifted up. There was this mighty mountain facing this boy and the disciples. And effectively Jesus as well. The mountain was this boy's health and well-being. And yet what a contrast. The lack of faith resulted in nothing happening from the disciples. And yet in Jesus, in this perfect work, he heals And it creates praise to God and it actually helps people draw closer in faith. This passage, once again, just like so much of the Gospels, it lifts up the greatness of Jesus. Who can compare to Jesus? Who can do anything like Jesus? And the reality is no one. Jesus and Jesus alone has genuine faith. He trusts God with everything. And that was that mountain. That was the mountain of the boy. But at the end of the passage, there's an even greater mountain that Jesus knows he's headed to. There's a mountain of suffering and agony and torment and rejection that is before Jesus. What is that mountain? The cross. This is the second time after Jesus does this miracle, he says to the disciples as he's talking about their lack of faith, he's like, I'm going to the cross. I'm going to give up my life and then I'm going to come alive again. Jesus says that in verse 22. Jesus, with his amazing faith, he has this huge mountain in front of him. But he embraces what is to come. He doesn't shrink away. He has faith that God is going to work through this situation. For he says, the son of man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him and on the third day he'll be raised to life. The disciples, of course, they're sad. They they, they can't understand. They can't understand the victory that's going to come about. Or they, they grieve because of the loss. But Jesus is lifted up once again because he knows what is to come. And he goes through with it. That's incredible. That's incredible faith to embrace what is to come. And as we think through this passage, there is a huge challenge for us. 
A challenge for us to live a completely different life. Because we are called to live by faith and not by sight. To live by faith, trusting God, believing in him and in his power. We should never limit what God is capable of doing. Living a life of faith is an acceptance that God is greater than every situation. That he can overcome and he will overcome. It is a reminder when we live by faith that this is a God who can do and does do miracles. A God who can do what is impossible for us. It is possible for him. And we see miracles taking place around us, particularly when people come to faith. We know that they're in heaven. There is rejoicing over one sinner who repents. It's a wonderful miracle when one person turns and believes in Jesus. And that is by faith that they believe. We live by faith and not by sights. We live with hope by what is to come, not by getting disheartened by the situation that faces us. That's what living by faith is all about. It's so easy to look at the circumstances and get overwhelmed. But we're called, no, I'm not going to be overcome by what I see. I'm going to trust in God and his promises. I'm going to have faith in him. And that's the challenge for us. To live by faith. Because that is the faith that moves mountains. To have a life lived out that is lived in faith, in trusting God's. Because you might recall what Jesus said in this passage. Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Does anyone know how small a mustard seed is? Small. It's small. It's not big. There are smaller seeds. But tell me, how big is a mustard tree? There are some mustard trees that can grow big, but uh, maybe there's been some genetic modification to produce some small ones. But the reality is, it's a small seed. And if we have even a small faith, that puts our trust in a very powerful God. The power of God is greater than any situation. And even if we have a greater faith than these stumbling disciples, if we have a slightly greater faith and trust in God, then those mountains will move. Not because of our power, but because of God's power. Because if I gave you a shovel right now and told you to go and move a mountain, how do you think you'd go? I don't think you'd succeed. I think you would fail badly. You would give up before the day is over. Because this is not talking about getting power from our own strength. This is talking about getting power from God's. We're not picking up shovels. We are turning our hearts onto God and trusting him with the situation. And then that mountain we're facing, all of a sudden it is possible for it to move. 
It's possible because God has the greatness and the power to move what is before us. Now, of course, we need to be clear here. This is not saying that God's going to turn into a genie or something and that we can use God's power for selfish means. You can't ask for a Ferrari and a Porsche and a Lamborghini to drive the next three days and expect that the impossible is going to take place because it's a selfish request. There are many things that we could ask for that are not of God's will. We are talking about walking in God's path and then as we face obstacles doing God's will, we can trust that God will help them to overcome. Because that's where we started in this whole journey. Mountains that we face. Those significant challenges that we're facing or are likely to face soon. I want to encourage us all to tackle those mountains head on. Those situations head on. Not in our own strength, but with faith. With faith in a God who is greater than that mountain or that situation. We might say, well, I don't know what to do. It's just so overwhelming. Well, the good news is as we seek God, he helps us to know what path to take as we face a mountain. And we might start having doubts. It seems impossible. Well, that's the whole point of this situation. It is impossible for us. But we trust God and know that he can overcome. We ask of him in faith, trusting that he has the power and the greatness to overcome. And I'm sure many people here could affirm that as they've faced situations in the past that God has been trustworthy. That as they've asked of him, even with the smallest amount of faith, that God has proven himself to be reliable and trustworthy. That he has indeed made a way through the difficult situation when it seemed impossible. Can anyone relate to that? That God has been trustworthy when they have faced a mountain in life. Now there is a reality check here that some situations that we face and that we're going to trust God in and have faith about the healing or the way forward comes through when we get to heaven. It's not going to be a remarkable miracle today because God says my grace is sufficient for you and we have to wait for what is to come. Heaven, where everything, every mountain will be completely removed from the picture. But in the meantime, we need to trust God and step forward in faith. And so if we're stepping forward and we might say, oh, but I struggle to share my faith with others. No one's listening. We get discouraged so easily. Maybe even reaching out with the good news of Jesus is a, is a mountain in itself. Well, I think we should ask in faith that God will help us on that journey. Not to give in to the doubts and the fears. Knowing that when we share what is good, it does bring about life change. There are so many situations where we can get overwhelmed. But the reminder this morning is to look beyond our situation, to cast our eyes onto Jesus, the perfect one with the perfect faith, and trust in his mighty power. That we live by faith and not by sight. Why don't you turn to your neighbour and say, this week I'm going to live by faith and not by sight.
You could also tell your neighbour that I've got some mountains in front of me, but I'm going to live by faith and not by sight. It's a reality, isn't it? Let's pray. Let's pray. Our Lord God, we come before you now knowing that there are situations before us that are beyond us. And Lord, we cast our eyes to Jesus and ask that you will help us to overcome, not in our own strengths, but by faith. We pray, Lord, that that you will overcome any health struggles in our life, that, that you will help us to have that faith, to trust you on that journey. We pray, Lord, that if there's a struggle that we're facing in our work or in our relationships at home or in so many situations, Lord, that you will help us to grow in our faith, to trust you with those situations. For, Lord, we want to live by faith, not by sight. So we pray your blessing now in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand and as we sing our last song.